0: To digital hospitality. I am your host, Sean Walchef. This is a Cali BBQ Media Production. Every week on this podcast, we teach you how to turn your business into a media company. Uh, We believe that in digital hospitality, which is our running thesis, that every business needs to be digital and every business needs to be in the hospitality business. What does that mean exactly? There's never been a time where so many offline businesses have not had a presence online. And even the online businesses don't have the hospitality presence that they need. So it's a really exciting time. And every single week, we try to bring on the best thought leaders that are in personal coaching, best thought leaders that are in branding, the best thought leaders in media, marketing, sports entertainment, authors, um, basically anybody that we find through digital hospitality um, that compels us that we think will help benefit you on your journey. Um, Today's guest is Dr. Justin Mosley, the Mindset Doctor. Um, Very excited to have you on. Welcome to the show.
1: Yeah, Sean, thanks for being here. I'm excited to be on your show for sure. (laughs) Well, uh, Justin and I met through one of our most popular
0: recent guests, which was Daryl Stinson. Um, Daryl Stinson, he just dropped his book, um, which has been doing phenomenal. It's climbing up the charts on the Amazon athletes category. He's trying to pass Tom Brady. So if you're listening to this uh, podcast and you heard Daryl's... his story. Please go out and purchase his book and uh, help him get past Tom Brady. But um, Daryl introduced me to uh, Dr. Mosley, Justin, and said, "Hey, you know, I think you guys should, should talk." And uh, I did some digital digital digging um, into who Justin is, and uh, every, the more that I found, the more impressed I am. Um, somebody that's, you know, from what I from what I've read, and you can correct me, but um, you know, someone that grew up. Uh, And started working at a young age, watching his father build a business and helping him with that video production business, but then deciding to get into be a chiropractor and help people. Um, You built an incredible chiropractor business and then realized that that wasn't all to life. And now you're doing personal coaching, mindset coaching, um, and really changing lives. Uh, For all those listeners that are listening at the end of this, we're going to give you uh, a free invitation to um, a summit that I will be participating in that uh, Justin is organizing with um, some of the best mindset minds out there. Uh, So we're really excited for that. But welcome to the show. And tell can you bring me back to when you were a boy? Because I think that's yeah. something that I don't talk about enough on the show. But the more podcasts that I go on and I start to talk about my grandfather and the the impact that he had on me, um, you know, I never met my father. My grandfather was my father figure, which was the greatest blessing. But take me back to when, when Justin was a boy. And what do you remember about, you know, just the idea of work and mindset, what, what did your your father, your mother teach you?
1: Yeah, I really, I remember probably around eight years old, like the, each summer I would go to work with my dad and he was an entrepreneur. He started his own video production company here in Nashville. And I just remember how cool it was just to sit there and watch him do his thing. And it was cool. I grew up around the music industry. I was able to meet a lot of country music artists, different celebrities, but really it was just seeing what he had built. And I remember even a young age is like, when I grow up, I'm going to own my own company. And even at the time, because I grew up around it, I started working in his production company. I thought that's what I wanted to do and even got into college for video production. And really, I became a personal trainer at the time, too. And I loved helping people that way. And that's what kind of led me into chiropractic. It was a way to help people at a, at a deeper level, but still be that entrepreneur, be able to own my own business and grow something like that. But what really kind of lit me up is we started having success in our business. Then other doctors would come to us and be like, hey, man, you're doing phenomenal. I'm struggling. Can you help me? And what I realized, it was never their business. It was never their systems, their procedures, the things that they were doing. It was always their level of mindset and personal growth and development. Mm -hmm. And because I had started at a young age, just watching my dad and just that inspired me. I read my first Tony Robbins book when I was 16. And really just lit me up on this path of personal growth and development. So, really, yes, I was able to see patient testimonials and I love that in my clinic. But what I loved the most was being able to take another doctor and change his mindset. And then he would go back and his practice would just take off. So, really, I took it from there to then branching out to other business owners and other entrepreneurs, really helping them shift their business by growing their mindset. And working on their own personal growth and development.
0: Where do you think that that idea started for you? Because I, I I've I've been listening, I've been studying, I've been you know hearing other thought leaders talk about you know just this investment in yourself. Because there's a lot of times we think as education, we need to do it for a credit or we need to get a certificate for it. It's something for me inherently by watching my grandfather. There was never a time where he wasn't studying. He was always learning and he was willing, even as a medical doctor, to be the stupidest person in the room, to be the oldest person in the room, um, to ask questions when people thought it was a stupid question to ask. He didn't care, he wanted the answer. But I see a lot of people struggle with the idea of, well, I have a job and I don't have time to invest in myself. What, What would you say to them?
1: Yeah, and even Warren Buffett talks about it. The number one investment he talks about is investing in yourself first. But for me, yeah, growing up watching my dad and the work ethic that he had, just one, it gave me my own work ethic. Everything I did, I worked hard at, even in sports. I wasn't the most talented, but I outworked people and earned starting jobs because of the work ethic. And that carried over into, well, even in business, I don't wanna just be mediocre I want to be the best that I can be. So that that work ethic just kept coming up and coming up. So I really invested in myself. And again, that first Tony Robbins book, Awaken the Giant Within, when I was 16, really shifted my mind because it showed me what is possible. You really can change your life by making certain shifts in your mindset. And I truly believe like people are one mindset shift away from completely changing their lives if they'll dive in and go deep.
0: And when, when did you dive in and go deep? Because you were down a path of following your father and following, I mean, mm-hmm. there's so many people that listen to this podcast and they might be in the family business or they might have pressure to get in the family business. Um, it takes a powerful mind sh- mindset shift to s- tell, have an open, honest di- dialogue with a family member, especially someone that you love and admire to say, hey, dad, um, I'm not going to go down your path. Your path is your path. This is my This is what I think is my calling.
1: Yeah. And it is diving in and figuring out what is your calling and continually question that because as we grow, our calling can change and our vision can change for our life. And it was really when I got into undergrad, I was studying video production and realized, I had more experience in the, the people that were about to graduate because I had been working at it in my dad's business for so long. So I was like, I mean, that's kind of boring to me. And then when I became a personal trainer and I actually started helping people and I was like, you know what? I could be really good and I can grow at a successful video production company, but I can't have the impact on people's lives is I could, if I went into profession like chiropractic. So at the time, because that was like, Hey, I can change lives. I can make a difference in people. So then there was another mindset shift along the way too. I shifted out of that business. Thankfully, my wife's a chiropractor too. She runs that business, but I was like, I want to affect people on a deeper level. Yeah. So it was always though, going back to the calling, the calling was I want to change lives and make a difference, but it just changed along the way. It went from video production to chiropractic, to now coaching, mindset, personal growth, and development, but all based on that passion and that mission.
0: Do you remember that conversation you had with your dad?
1: Yeah. And I think it was tough because yeah, he was, I mean, that was, I I grew up, he was, he was my idol, you know, he was like the guy I looked up to, but he was so proud of me though, because he knew that it was because of him that I was following this dream. And even to this day, he's so proud of me and what I've become. But I I owe it all to him because of watching him and the and you know, the same for your grandfather. It wasn't necessarily him teaching you lessons. It was what you saw in him. And the same thing with my dad. It was what I saw. The example that he led for me is what led me to the success I have today.
0: And then do you remember, when did you meet your wife? How, how old were you or where were you in your your career?
1: Yeah, <laughs> and that was another shift too, because we both, uh, again, we're both chiropractors. We were both in chiropractic school, but at different schools. And we met at a chiropractic seminar. And it was at the point where I was about to graduate. I already had my plans set. I knew where I was going next. I knew like the next two years of my life already planned out. And then boom, all of a sudden I meet her and everything changed. But again, because we had to figure out, hey, one, is this who I'm supposed to be with? And then, hey, are we supposed to open a practice together? Well, definitely don't open a practice together if you don't know if this is who you're supposed to be with. So it took time for us to figure, okay, are our mission and our values in alignment? And they were, and then we opened our business and things took off from there. Wow,
0: so does she still run the business?
1: Yes, she does. Yep. She and we have a whole team. And um, yeah, so thankfully for a team, that's the number one thing for any successful business is the team. You can't do it all yourself. And the more you invest in your team, the more success you can have. So thankfully, we have a great team. But yeah, she runs the show over there.
0: And when when did you step away from the business? Was there, there was I think there you write on your website about an accident that happened.
1: Yeah, yeah, for me, and that was a big shift. I actually blew my shoulder out adjusting and I would adjust patients and my shoulder would go out and I'd have to step back and put my shoulder back in. And I had a torn rotator cuff and a separated AC joint that just wouldn't heal because I kept adjusting and kept adjusting. And in that moment, I realized like, this could all go away. Like if something happened to me, our entire business could go. Same thing for my wife, everything could go away. So that was a mindset shift that I needed of, hey, I need to be able to scale this business so it can run without me.
0: And and what did you do? I, I mean, what kind of conversation did you have with your wife?
1: Yeah, well, and it was the same for her. It was like letting her know like, hey, we have to, we have to do something different. And that's when we realized, and a perfect book was the e myth and the e myth revisited, I think was the updated version. But he talks about entrepreneurs get into business because they want to change the world and make a difference. But really, they're just doing a job and they just created their own job and they're not actually the owner of their own business. They become technicians in the business. Yeah. And we actually went through a mastermind that went over that book at the time and it made us realize like we had just become really good technicians in our business. But we needed to start working on our business. And we started hiring the right people to take over the right roles so we could step away and just do the higher level tasks.
0: And when, what year was that? Do you remember?
1: 2015.
0: 2015, and that was that was like a significant shift for you to start going down a, a personal development, um, coaching path, consulting path. Speaking,
1: yeah, because and it's a big identity shift because most people we identify with our profession. Like for me, my identity was in a was a chiropractor, and when I injured my shoulder and I physically couldn't lift my arm at one point, and I was like, I physically can't do my job, so I had lost my identity. But like you were talking about earlier, it was like, it was, there was always the passion there and there was always the calling. So I had to step back and realize being a chiropractor was what I did, but it's not who I was. Mm-hmm. So I started going deeper and figuring out like, that was just a vehicle for my true calling, which was making a difference. So that's when I started like, okay, well, chiropractic served me for a season, but now it's time to go to the next level of serving and making a difference. And that's when I went into coaching.
0: Do you remember the first student that you had?
1: Yeah, there was a couple kind of at the same time. There were just a a couple of chiropractors that were struggling and just reached out for help. And of course, I had a heart that I wanted to help them. And again, I went in thinking that we needed to change up their business procedures and their strategies. But really, man, it was all mindset. And once we fixed the mindset, they went back and their practices took off.
0: Did you talk to me about digital and your, your growth as well as your coaching growth and what you see? I mean, as somebody that grew up in the video production business, uh, I mean, the thing that we teach on this podcast every single week is the Internet's much easier than people make it out to be, especially content mm-hmm. creation. Uh, yes. We're talking about video, audio words and images like at the bottom that that's what it is we're talking about digital storytelling and the problem that we see is a lot of restaurant owners bar owners small business owners they just they haven't given the respect to the internet frankly because they haven't had to but now i mean obviously with the coronavirus the pandemic has accelerated what everyone else knew was happening and we always talk about the game within the game you know the people that are understanding that There's all kinds of action that's happening with companies and brands that start to understand that even though they are a small business, they can create an e-commerce platform, start selling things online, start developing relationships with people all over the globe that care about. I don't care what, what you're talking about. If you're talking about you love making soap, there is a group for you. You can find them on Reddit. You can find them on Pinterest. You can find them on Twitter. You can find them in podcasts, like how to make soap. And like that there is a group for you if you if you're willing to find it and if there isn't a group for what you're passionate about, you can become that group. You can become that voice and you can start going down that path. What what in your coaching have you seen as far as uh, obviously mindset is a big thing. And that's what we're starting to understand. It's me. I had to get my own oh shit moments with the Internet going, oh shit, it's easier than I think it is like having one of my best friends, Adam Harris, tell me, hey, dude, I'm gonna put your your website onto WordPress and I'm gonna teach you how to use it. You should be able to update it at any time. And by him doing that, it was an oh shit moment for me. It was saying, oh my God, well, actually I can control my own destiny by updating the things that I need for as a business owner to promote the upcoming boxing, Manny Pacquiao versus Mayweather fight. As long as I get that up there two weeks ahead of time, now I'm actually controlling my own faith. What, after you get addressed the mindset with these chiropractors and business owners, what part, at what part do you start to talk about actually digital?
1: Yeah. And and digital is huge. And I have my own story with that because we've been using that for years in our practice and it really has just helped it, helped it take off. But because I'd scaled out of the practice, I wasn't the face. I didn't want to be the face of our practice because then people would want to come see me. So I was behind the scenes. So even with my coaching, my coaching was always word of mouth. I would help people. They would refer other people. So there was a whole period of time for years. I wasn't even putting myself out on social media, Mm -hmm. but I knew, Hey, if I really want to take this to the masses and I really ultimately fulfill my calling, if I want to make a difference and change lives, I have to go digital. And it wasn't until the end of last year, I stepped back and I was really, again, contemplating the mission and the calling. And I said, Hey, if money wasn't an issue, I could do anything in the world that just brings me joy. What would I do? And I was like, man, I want to put out content on mindset and personal growth and development because it changed my life. And I know it will change other people's lives. So it was right at the first of the year, I just started just putting stuff out there. And I believe it was in March, I started my Facebook group. And it's just the Mindset Doctors community, a free, free group, just putting out content, mindset, personal growth and development. And even at first I was like, I don't even know if anybody's gonna listen to this. But quickly within the first few weeks we grew to a thousand members. So it was like, man, that's the importance because I went from just behind the scenes coaching people to straight from digital. I created a six figure coaching business within six months just by using the power of digital. And what I did was I showed up and I showed up consistently and that was the key. It wasn't any secret, it wasn't anything behind it. It was just show up and show up consistently.
0: I think that's important, too, because what we find, you know, we talk to so many different people in different parts of their digital journey. Um, And I mean, we're talking about people like significant influencers with millions of followers on YouTube or on Instagram, you know, significant platforms that they've built. But it's just so much is going on right now that until you do it, you don't know. So it's like we could have a bias like as a business owner, you can have a bias of how you think Facebook is. But once you hear a story like what you just said, and if I'm running a tax business or an accounting business and I go, what did you just say? Did you just say you got a thousand people that care about what you're talking about by creating a group and sharing ideas? That's exactly what he said. A thousand people now that are connected to you, your story, but they're also interconnected. And the more that they share and the more value that they bring to that group, the more that they want to divert attention from other places and go, well, that's where I'm going to go. Because I know when I go there, I might get something that's going to actually help me and make an impact in my business.
1: Yeah. And you said it earlier. I mean, there's groups for everything. So just put yourself out there, whatever is on your heart, share it with the world because people need this. And even for me, like I am an extreme introvert. And that's something years ago, I remember in college having to take a speech class and I had my note cards and I was just shaking because I was so nervous in front of the class. And I remember even in that moment, I was like, when this is over, I'm never speaking again. (laughs) But it's something I had to process because I knew I had this drive and this passion that I wanted to reach the masses. So I had to overcome my own fears. And even right now, I'd rather be sitting here reading a book than being on video and speaking, but I know the bigger purpose that I know lives would be changed by getting this message out there.
0: Tell me about uh, personal branding. I mean, I'm looking for those of you watching on YouTube, I've got the mindset doctor. It's as clear as a Mamba mentality poster. I would hang that we have in our restaurant, but it's a mindset doctor right behind the, uh, uh, Justin's head. And he also has a mindset doctor right above the mic. Uh, anybody who listens to the podcast knows we believe in ABB, which is always be branding. Uh, when did you learn branding and why is it important?
1: Yeah, and I'd studied it a while just from our practice. So in our brick and mortar business, yeah, absolutely. We did it all the time. But again, for me, I was behind the scenes. I wasn't putting myself out there. But then there was a shift and I was speaking at a mastermind. And one of the members there said, dude, you're the mindset doctor. And it was in that moment that it just clicked. And one of the things that I do coach people on is an identity shift. And I know you talk about the Mamba mentality of like creating this alter ego of yourself though. So for me, when I think of the mindset doctor, I think of how I wanna show up. So me, Justin Mosley, myself, wants to sit here and read a book and not put myself out here and not, uh, be on video, but the mindset doctor wants to show up because he wants to impact lives. So I think that's what people can do with their brand. Their brand can be their, their highest level themselves. And then when they're wearing the brand and repping the brand, they show up as the best self they possibly can show up as. And then that's when they make a difference and make an impact with their business.
0: I think that's very powerful um, because we ultimately want to be the best version of ourselves. Uh, It's not that we're a different version. We just want to aspire every day to work on being a little bit better. And that is what the Mamba mentality is. That's what, you know, a mindset shift is. That's what, you know, someone like my business coach and mentor David Meltzer talks about like, we, you you have to be what you can be the people that strive to be the best. It's not that you are a chiropractor like that. That's your business. That is who you are. I heard, um, Seth Godin's been on a lot of different podcasts. He was on Tim Ferriss's podcast recently talking about his new, um, his new book, which I will order and will read, um, because it sounds phenomenal, but he talks about people wanting to be a runner, you know, it, it, it's that mindset of it's not I, just because I want to be a runner doesn't make me a runner. Hmm. I actually have to go run. I don't have to go buy clothes to be a runner. I don't have to go subscribe to, a, you know, some magazine. I don't have to join some Facebook group. I literally have to go run today for 10 minutes. Hmm. And tomorrow I got to run again for 10 minutes. And then next thing you know, 30 days later, I'm a runner. It doesn't matter how out of shape I am. Like, but it's that mentality of that is who I am. Yeah. I think that's very powerful from what you said.
1: Yeah, and it's a shift I actually learned years ago from John Lee Dumas. Entrepreneurs on Fire podcast. And he talks about when he started, he was working the nine to five job and just going back and forth. And he had this idea of the podcast. But as soon as he made the the decision to become a podcaster, he was no longer John Lee Dumas that has this nine to five. In his mind, he showed up as one of the top podcasters in the world. And that's how he showed up each time. And that's where the way I wanna show up as a coach, that I'm one of the top coaches in the world at what I do, just like you with your digital, like you're repping it all the time because you want to show up as the best you ever, because you want to have that impact.
0: Yeah. I think that's, um, that's super, super powerful. Uh, tell me about speaking and when, when was the first time you actually outside of when you were doing it in college, but when you actually went up professionally to, uh, to get paid to speak, um, were you nervous?
1: Well, I wasn't at that point because, but when I got into practice, I realized, so that was back before we had the social media, like we have today, like we used to have to go out in public and go to different businesses and speak to crowds. And Mm -hmm. even in practice, we do what's called a dinner with the doc, like come out to dinner, we'll buy you dinner and tell you about what we do. So I got reps of practice, practice, practice that actually made me comfortable. So then I got through the success we had in practice, I was invited to speak at other different chiropractic conventions. And what they would always have me speak on is the mindset and the personal growth side. And the more reps I got there led to even bigger opportunities. So, it wasn't that I was nervous there, but what people, and I know we talked about this before on the, the summit interview that you did, they don't see all that work in the mob mentality. They see the mentality, but they didn't see all the work that Kobe put in over the years yeah. to go out and hit the game winning shot. So same thing with me. I was putting in the reps, putting in the reps, putting in the reps.
0: Was there ever a time where you wanted to quit?
1: Hmm. Yes. <laughs> so yeah, in, in, going through practice and hitting that transition of when I blew my shoulder out because it was in that moment I was like I know I have to do something different and it can't be the same like I can't continue the way I'm going so in that moment it was either I figured this out we figure out how to scale it or let's do something else uh-huh. so that was a moment of like no let's get real and let's figure out how we can scale this because it's not sustainable the way it is now With
0: your background in video production, what do you see as far as social goes? The people that are doing things well and the people that are overproducing or not doing things that you would recommend?
1: It's a good question. And things have changed so much because now it's like the iPhone can do so much. So I think people get caught up on, and I do like the quality. Like I have a camera that has the lens that gives the blurred background. I like that, but some people get caught up on, I don't have that so I can't put myself out there yet. Yeah. So that's the biggest thing is like, you have an iPhone, you have the ability to produce content. So just start doing it.
0: Mm -hmm. Yeah. I think there's something to be said. I mean, it's, uh, you always want perfection. I mean, I want perfection. I want it to be the best quality possible, but if perfection is going to prevent you from getting the reps in, you'll never learn and you'll never get yourself out there. It'll be that fear that drives you from publishing. And I think one of the things that we talk about is, I mean, there's four, four different paths to content creation and by paths. I mean, this is just four basics that have to happen. You've got to plan, you've got to produce you have to publish and then you have to promote. That's four Ps. But if you don't publish, like then it's just the ideas that are in your head. Like you actually have to hit post You've got to actually write the words out and then hit post with that video or hit post, uh, you know, with that, with whatever those words are, with whatever that image is. And once you hit post, guess what? Sometimes people aren't going to give a shit. Yep. And I think that's very discouraging on people. What 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 have you seen as far as when you're talking to business owners or other doctors about the fear that they have of publishing?
1: Yeah. And going back to that fear of even getting started, one of the mentors of mine years ago, he told me done is better than perfect. And that stuck with me. I was like, yeah, done is better than perfect because if we can try to shoot for perfection and never get it done, we're not gonna move the needle. So I do believe in just putting yourself out there. So what I like to tell people to do is just do a challenge with yourself. Do a live or not even live. So let's start with just shoot a video of yourself for 30 straight days. What you'll realize, it's something you don't even have to publish, but it will give you the reps. And what you'll notice, and it could be on day one, it could be on day 10, 28, you're going to start to get so comfortable and you're going to look back and you're like, man, actually what I said was actually really good. I should publish this. Yeah. But that's a way to get started. If you are uncomfortable with it, just do it for yourself. And if you want to get comfortable with lives too, you can actually start your own private Facebook group that just you have access to and just start practicing shooting lives in that group. And you'll get comfortable with putting in the reps.
0: Yeah, I think that's a very powerful thing for people to start to understand: is that it's only through the doing that you actually learn where all the magic is.
1: Yeah, people we- people take uh, digital for granted. Like right <laughs> yeah. before COVID, I yeah. had to I had to travel and spend a couple nights away from home to speak to a group of a thousand people. Or you can get on and do a Facebook Live and instantly be in front of a thousand people. Like People take for granted, like you have viewers. Yes, some of those people are just scrolling through and not actually watching. But honestly, if you're in a group, there's people that aren't listening to you either. So it's like, don't take for granted the people that you're getting in front of and do it consistently. Because you'll notice, especially when it comes to business, sometimes it takes you getting in front of people enough that six months later, they're going to remember, oh, yeah. I needed to do business with them. And they'll come back to you because they saw you on social and they got to know, like, and trust you. And then whenever they needed your service, they'll remember that and they'll come back to you.
0: Yeah there's a great book by John Hall called Top of Mind that we talk about a lot on the podcast yeah. but Top of Mind I mean it, you think that it's magic that these that all of a sudden someone's thinking about you but it's all these different digital digital touch points that you can have now you can also have um you know in person in real life touch points but that's That's the power of digital is you don't know who's listening at any given time and then they go i just heard the mindset doctor on digital hospitality podcast and we need a speaker for our next virtual event like why don't i reach out to him but had you
1: not come on this podcast that if that would have never even occurred yeah that magic would have never happened Absolutely. And you don't know how it's going to happen. Like I was talking to Daryl and he was like, man, you got to reach out to Sean. He would be great for your mindset summit. So it was like these connections happen and you never know who's going to hear that, who's going to start following and listening to your podcast and watching on YouTube. And I think that's a mindset shift that I had. It was like, man the, the opportunities are endless. So by you holding yourself back and not producing content, you're keeping yourself from a magnitude of opportunities because they're all around you you just got to start putting it out there and you'll surprise yourself on where people start coming to you from.
0: Yeah I, you know the more that I, I learn about it the one of the greatest skills that is available in 2020 is communication. And if the more you learn how to communicate who you are and what you do and the value that you can bring, and you can do that in a digital manner, the more value and impact you're going to make, not just on your business, but on your industry, on your village, on the people around you. I mean, the amount of things that we all spend our time. I mean, that's the greatest resource we have is time. So if you're a dad, if you're a husband, if you're a wife. If you're an employer, like we all have all these different requests of our time, what what we can do with our time. But the more you learn how to be a good digital storyteller and use your smartphone to produce content, publish content and put it on all these different places where people are. The greater impact that you can have on whatever you care about. I mean, maybe you're passionate about a certain charity, and you know they ask you every year to, you know, donate money or donate your services or play in the, you know, the annual golf tournament. Well, what if you learned for your business how to start telling stories digitally, and you taught that charity how to do it, and then now instead of them, you know, raising ten thousand dollars for the annual event, they're they're able to raise hundred thousand dollars. Because that one podcast, that one video that was on YouTube, that one tweet went to the right person. And they go, wow, that's my story. I want to donate my money there.
1: Yeah. And people buy off of emotion and not the logic. So they're going to buy your story over your product all the time. So being able to tell your story, and it doesn't matter what you sell. You could sell a product that it's in itself doesn't have a huge impact, but always going back to your why, why does your company exist? You want to sell those products to make money, to have an impact somewhere else. So always remembering what is the impact you can make. And I like to ask the question, whether it's this or anything in business, what is it going to cost you if you don't do this? So by you not producing content? What does it cost you? What does it cost you in the last year for not putting yourself out there for not going on a podcast, for not putting out videos? What is it going to cost you in the next six months or the next year? Cause it adds up quick.
0: It adds up. It's compounding interest. It's that daily practice that you can do. If you said, you said just once a day, if somebody practiced giving a one minute video, talking to the camera would you be better after 30 days if you did that 30 days in a row that every single day when you woke up as part of your morning routine, you just talked about what, who you are and what you care about and how you can make an impact after 30 days. I guarantee you that that 30 day video would be a lot better than that first day.
1: <laughs> Absolutely. Yeah. Uh,
0: I know you love reading. You're known for reading hundred books, uh, hundred books a year, which is yeah. for anybody doing the math, that's at least two books a week. Uh, more yeah. than two um, What books do you read? Why and where did you learn this uh,
1: practice? Yeah, I've always been a reader and I'm a, I love just consuming knowledge. And I remember in Tony Robbins's book, he talked about how he read 700 books and was just studying different things. And I like to read on a lot of different platforms. So I like to read personal growth and development. I like to read sales, marketing, as well as Personal growth and whether it's all kinds of genres because I want to consume the knowledge. And it really wasn't until I was at a Michael Hyatt seminar years ago. And I'd already always heard the quote, like, CEOs read on an average 52 books a year. But when I was at the seminar, he challenged us to actually write down and track what we were reading. And then I realized, okay, well, I'll just set the goal of reading 52 books a year. Well, then about halfway through the year, I'd already read 52 books. So I was like, okay, well, what if I read 80? And I just kept reading and listening to audiobooks because I love to use what Tony Robbins calls net time. So no extra time. So just like listening to podcasts can be done while you're in your car, while you're doing the dishes, whatever you're doing, you don't have to just sit there and be like, okay, I have 30 minutes right now to listen. You could be doing other things. So I would do that with audiobooks. And then all of a sudden, like the first year, I read 102 books and I was like, wow. And I really, what, and I don't recommend that for anyone because a lot of people, if books inspire you to take action, that's what you should do. I have friends that don't read any books a year and have a seven figure business. So it's not the reading the books themselves don't do anything if you're not going to take action on what you read in those books.
0: What books have caused you to take action um, this year specifically? Any recent books that you've read that have made an impact?
1: Yeah, I think even Craig Ballantyne's book, The Perfect Week Formula, and I just interviewed him for the Mindset Summit, but really just helped me restructure my week and the way I'm planning things out. That was a a really good one to help just because everybody's trying to get that edge in time management. And I like the way that he blocked out his week. And that really helped me reorganize things and, and gain a lot of time back.
0: Did you ever think back when you were a kid that you would have the opportunity to interview somebody that wrote the book that you read that had an impact on you?
1: No, because again, like back then, and it's so weird. And that's the power of digital. Like to be able to interview him on a Zoom and just have this conversation and to find out like you know you've you've got mentors and interviewed people that have done gr- big things. They're just real people. Yeah. (laughs) But people don't get access to them because of their platform and because of how high up they've gotten. But when you do actually get to connect with people, it's pretty amazing. And I remember I was on a zoom call not too long ago with Jack Canfield Mm -hmm. and he's one that really changed my mindset for years, his books, his audios, things like that. And I remember years ago reading his book, I never would have thought, well, this digital stuff didn't exist like i can have a video chat with him <laughs> but i never would have thought 10 15 years ago i'd be able to speak to somebody just like this so That's the power of just putting yourself out there because the way you show up, people are looking just like with with us. Like we looked up each other's social media. Who is this guy? We're just introduced to somebody else. Well, what is the first thing people are going to do? They're going to look you up online, look you up on social to see, okay, who are you? So you have to have that presence there and that presence can open up the doors for lots of opportunities. So
0: we have an amazing gift for our listeners. Um, I want you to tell them about this awesome uh, summit that you've planned and mastermind and how they can get involved.
1: Yeah, I'm really excited. It's the Power of Mindset Summit, and it's going to air November 18th through the 22nd. And yeah, I interviewed Sean. I interviewed David Meltzer, which I know you've talked about on the show and lots of other amazing people. And it's all free. It's a five day summit. Each day, there's going to be different speakers speaking. And really, just the goal is to get out the. Because entrepreneurs, like if you're watching this, a lot of times we try to just do more. And when, what's the next book I can read or the next? the course i can buy just to learn something new in reality it's not that we have to go internally and say what's going on inside what can i shift in my mindset that's going to take me to the next level so a lot of these speakers are sharing the mindset shifts that they've had to help take them to the next level so you can learn from them and help avoid a lot of mistakes that they made and actually achieve success faster so it's the power of mindset summit and you can go to my website drjustinmosley.com and get in get Uh, Registered for the summit. Again, it's free. All you got to do is register. Uh, You'll get the links to to the summit when it launches November 18th through the 22nd.
0: That is awesome. Uh, What have you learned by putting on this summit?
1: Man, it's a lot of, a lot organize, of great organizing stuff. Organizing events is a lot of work. <laughs> yes. Yeah. One, that it's a lot of work. But then two, a, a, somebody who's naturally introverted like me, one, one week I did 30 different interviews. Yeah. So it's like, that's what's possible. If I would have held myself back and like listened to the doubts of, man, I don't want to do this. And sometimes I sat there for eight straight hours doing interviews. But again, I went back to what is the impact that we can have? And for you guys listening, that's what I want you to take away from all of this is that what you're holding yourself back from right now is keeping you from having the impact that you can have. So realize your impact can be so much greater. Now it's time for you to quit listening to the doubts and start moving forward and making the impact that you're called to make.
0: Dr. Justin Mosley, you are phenomenal. Uh, very honored to be part of that summit. Um, I hope that everybody that's listening to this podcast, that not only you sign up for the summit, but you tell somebody about it. Um, how can people find you on social?
1: Yeah, Instagram is Dr. Justin Mosley. And yeah, Facebook. I have the free Facebook group. is the Mindset Doctor Community. Love to connect with you in there as well.
0: Awesome. And everybody that's listening to the show, I can't tell you how grateful we are. Stover, Ian, our entire uh, Cali Barbecue Media crew. Um, This journey has been phenomenal. We get to meet and talk to incredible people like like Justin, and um, we can't do it without you. So thank you for sharing the episode. Thank you for writing a review on iTunes. Um, Thank you for sending DMs and sending us questions. We're here for you. Stay curious, get involved, and ask for help. We'll catch you guys next week.